feel like we haven't done this for a few weeks. Two. Do we still know how to do this? Um, I'm not sure. What does this button do? Oh, no, 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 not. Oh, no. I think that's an omen. Oh, no. Okay. I, I appreciate. No. Okay. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. We're back. And also, Daddy, what's your safe word? Puff, puff. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word. I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today. Puff yes. puff? What what is that? I just got back from Smokeout. Is there puff, a magic dragon? I was puffing a lot. There could there was a magic dragon once in a while. How many okay, here's the question. Okay, so we're back. We're back from traveling. Welcome back. Um I wanna know how many cigars do you think I smoked? No, no, no. Oh. Collectively, do you think we're smoked? Oh, the whole well, they sold eight hundred and fifty packages. So if everyone smoked one cigar a day at the very least that would be 850 times four which is okay do the math and while daddy does the math i'll tell you what smoke out is no <laughs> no wait how so, would you know you've never been uh i've seen the long lost footage it'd be almost two thousand cigars wow oh my gosh that is a lot of cigars that is um wait no that's not right It'd be more than that. Wait, how many packages? I didn't It'd do be, the math. It, it would be 3,400 cigars. It was 800 something packages? 850. Times four, four each? Yeah. Okay, so 3,200 or so. Yeah. How much did you. <laughs> That's a lot of cigars, right? We really should get Asylum to sponsor us. That's the gay cigar. But speaking of packages, hold on to those balls. Because today's sponsor, Manscaped, is sure to make sure whether you got balls or not, you're making sure to take care of that hair and get you out of a hairy situation. <laughs> Have you all started your spring cleaning yet? Maybe the carpets need cleaning, the drapes need a bit of dusting, or just the lawn needs a bit of mowing. Well, with today's sponsor, you are sure to not only get a good lawn mowing, but get one of the best tools on aisle five that'll also apply towards your pants. With today's sponsor, Manscaped. To start off with your cleaning, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4. Point oh my God, you just listen to that, ooh. And with the perfect performance package specifically from Manscaped, you're not only gonna get the Lawnmower 4.0, but you can also get the Weed Whacker, which is a lovely nose and ear trimming kit, or maybe even the Shears, which is a wonderful travel toolkit for your nails to make sure that you're always filed down. With that Lawnmower 4.0, you're not only gonna be able to see the weeds before you whack them, but it has an on-off switch that is travel safe, and it, it makes sure that you're not gonna cause any unwanted nicks with some wonderful travel guards, and they're actually adjustable, so you can click it. And we're gonna use some ASMR. Are you ready for a better hair care set? <laughs> and whether you're cleaning your hair down there, inside your nose, or getting rid of some of the bats in the cave, it's also important to make sure that you are reviving the hair, the follicles, the skin. You can use the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and maybe even get the ball wipes, which honestly, I was, honestly, honestly, I'm telling you right now, I was not sure what to expect. I used it and my balls were nice. Do you like nice balls? And brand new, you also have the Plow 2.0. I mean, I don't mind getting plowed, but it's actually a shaver for your face to finish up and make sure you have a crystal clean cut. And last but not least, the start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. So Manscaped has been partnering with the actual Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, making sure we're raising money for men's health and detecting cancer early. So Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common kinds of cancer for men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of the We Save Balls initiative. 
And as a puppy, we also love balls here. So smell nice and musky and possibly even the freshest you've ever been with Manscaped by using offer code WATTS20 at manscaped.com, getting 20% off, free shipping, and making sure you get that perfect performance package. Now back to the podcast. They Okay, so daddy just got back from Smokeout, kind of. Um, which is a big, pretty much cigar event, a cigar kink event. So it's smoking, it's it's lounging by the pool in Vegas. Um, but Daddy also just got back from Austin Kink Weekend. I was in two places at once. I, and it was so confusing for, you, <laughs> for, for everyone that listens. I love the social or, medias. Like, wait, I thought you were in Vegas. Wait, I thought you were in Austin. Wait, I thought you were in Vegas. Wait, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where in the world is Daddy San Diego? So we were both uh, traveling abroad, traveling broads, some might say, and about to do it again. So like we're home for the next two weeks, thankfully. But we were both just in, we spoke out respectively, uh-huh. and Austin Kink Weekend. So welcome back. Woohoo! Today's episode, we're going to kind of talk about, uh, debrief, talk about what we did, um, and also talk about just the cultural impact I mean, or at least the cultural impact that I experienced. I don't know if you okay. experienced the same thing because we were in... We were in two separate places at the same time, kind of doing similar events at the same time. I would love to hear how they were super similar, but but also how they're really they were different. Both, they were both kinky v- events. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But, but very, very different events. So like what your event, I think, is catered to is a bit more chill, a bit more relaxed. Oh, kind a of a lot more chill. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. But... um. What, tell us about Smoke Out. How, what? I honestly have, wasn't there, so tell me about it. <laughs> so Smoke Out, which I've been going to for a few years, I like to smoke cigars. There's a whole subset of gay, kinky men. How many holes? Mm-hmm. How many holes? You said 800, so 850. No, okay. <laughs> so there's a whole subset of kinky gay guys who like smoking cigars, um, and it's kind of got a masculine, super masculine vibe to it. Um, which appeals to me. Um, and it's always in Vegas in April because, and there's a reason it's in April because Vegas is the desert and it gets very fucking hot <laughs> past April. <laughs> so be, to smoke the cigars, you have to be in a venue that allows you to smoke a on the property and B have a good outdoor area. Uh, so there's no contest. There are no classes. It just, Lounging by the pool with like-minded men smoking cigars. Um, it's my favorite event. I love it. When you say, and it's a it's a male-only event, or it's pretty much a male-only. Oh, okay, yeah. male-only event. I'm actually curious because you you were you were planning things for next year with like a whole crew and things maybe possibly. Yeah. No. So, uh, th- there was two. So the the hotel is if you know Vegas, it's right behind um the oh, Luxor. No. Castle. Uh, no. Uh, across from the Flamingo, what is that hotel right there on the... Oh, shit. Uh, it's Flamingo Road. Okay. Caesar's Palace. It's the Tuscany Suites. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is the name of the hotel. Um, and so they have a... It is open to the public. There's a casino on the property. Um, they... Um, where you go in to get the packages, they have a whole building that's sold out, but there's several buildings and they haven't sold out all the buildings. So there's one main pool and that's got a lot of women and kids using the pool. 
And then there's a back pool, which was designated just for smokeout uh, attendees. And there were signs everywhere. This is for smokeout. Um, there's no nudity, but there are a lot of hunky guys smoking cigars and mashing on each other all over the place. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> Is it legal to, to smoke pot in, in Vegas? Y- yes, it is. It so just okay. The, so this is what I always wanted because yeah. I would love to go to smoke out. I don't like smoking cigars, but do they do like? Is there a little pot corner? Is it a little weed? No, because little, the, it's really hmm. a cigar centric event. Wow. Uh, well, well, but, but lots of people like like Draven came and visited us, and he um, was smoking his weed. So okay, but it's nothing like that. They're super at smoke out. Listen up. The kids these days nowadays. <laughs> they really aren't catering to the kids. Oh, this is okay. kind of an older men crowd. This is an affinity space for them that they have kind of co-opted for themselves. They started this 20 years ago. And it's really for like-minded guys that are really into this fetish. What? How many years have they been going? Probably 20. Prop. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So it's been a while for it's been around for a while. Yeah, it used to be a lot smaller. It's getting larger and larger. Like most events are, they get they grow exponentially every year when people hear about them and social media and all that. But then we were also so I went straight from San Francisco to Austin because we were going to be out there for Austin Kink Weekend, um, which is a brand new event. So I'm curious to kind of hear maybe how they were different, maybe in the best ways or different in like unique ways, but. Austin Kink Weekend was kind of a, it was our second time there since COVID happened. Mm -hmm. The first time we were there for like a puppy weekend and we did a class and we had like some merch to sell. But this was an actual contest weekend where there was a puppy and a Mr. Contest. I was, I was a judge. I was also doing a class with you on Electroplay, which Mm -hmm. that video should be out in the next week or so, I think. Wait, there's a video? We literally shot a YouTube video. Oh, oh, you, oh. I thought you meant this? someone was shooting our class. <laughs> oh, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. The YouTube video for those that weren't there to make the weekend. Um, but then we were also selling and had like a little merch booth. So it was it was a very, very quick weekend. But I, I will say that like I got there on Friday and then I think Friday at like midnight you flew in, right? Yeah, we can get into my whole travel adventure <laughs> later. Oh it's gosh. probably part of my dad tea. <laughs> But it was a quick turnabout. <laughs> and then Saturday morning, I judged. We raced to the class, taught a class, raced to the booth, sold things at the booth. And then um, actually, and this maybe this will be my tea. Um, I actually did the keynote at the event as well, uh-huh. which was not expected or planned. Um, but again, I'll get into that. And then we had a really nice rest of the weekend. You you ended up leaving that night. So you weren't even I there. I was there 24 hours. Not I was in even. and out. Well, yeah. And then uh, you went back to smoke out. You kind of lounged by the pools. Uh, you ha- you sold some old on-guard stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how that went, though. Like, what were people's responses? So knew about? that was very exciting. And I just had a lunch with Race and the Scar Pig and uh, Graylin uh, talking about it. Because Race and uh, Graylin, who normally go to this event, didn't because of COVID reasons. Um, makes sense. But uh, the Scar Pig and I did. And... We so we uh, gave away some T-shirts to get word of the mouth out there. And then that started because it's a small group and an event that started these guys going back and watching our show. And then it was just this. It really made me feel good because it was just this gushing of these guys who came up and it's like, oh, my God, thank you so much for 
talking. This is, we don't have a voice anymore. And it's mainly because they're an older generation that doesn't know how to use social media. They don't know how to use YouTube and they are pretty, they're, they're pretty <laughs> intimate into their own lives. So they don't put their lives out there publicly. So, but they really liked seeing their point of view displayed in this kind of way. Because, in, and I'll tell you why, a lot of them feel like they're being vilified just for, because a lot of them are kind of these hyper-masculine looking guys that smoke cigars and they're into other hyper-masculine looking guys because that's their thing. And they're feeling like they're being told they shouldn't be this way. So in a way it's like, they feel like they're being pushed back into the closet again. And it's daddy, really daddy. frustrating for them. Daddy, daddy. Okay, that so wasn't my tea, have played, but I, get, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. So my tea, though, is so I had to leave Friday evening to fly to Austin to meet you and go to this event. So I left the hotel. My Southwest app told me that my plane was delayed by 45 minutes. So I kind of pushed back my leaving the hotel by half an hour. And then I get to the airport, it still says delayed 45 minutes. So I get through security and I'm like, oh, good, I can get something to eat because I hadn't eaten all day. And so I start walking down the terminal. And I don't know if you've been in the Southwest Terminal in Vegas, but it starts at gate 34 and I was at gate C1 and then it goes 33, 32, 30, whatever is before 32, 30, 30. 30. <laughs> so I'm just walking nonchalant and by the time I get to C14 I'm like oh my god this is the longest terminal of my life it kind of ends and then I realize no, it goes in a U, and I'm at the top How of the U. How many times U. have you been to the Vegas airport? Well, because there's a tram, like, in mm. restaurants and stuff that are in the middle of the U, so I didn't realize there was a whole other side. Yeah. And because the, they went in order. Most airports would do yeah. even numbers on one side and odd numbers on the other, so you would get the clue that, oh, wait, there's the even numbers are on the other side. Anyway, I get to 14, and I hear, last call for Austin, and I'm like, oh. <gasps> Holy fuck. And so I'm like, I'm like with a roller bag, a computer bag, and our banner strapped over my shoulder. I start running all the way back to where I came from. <laughs> and they're like literally closing the door. And they're like, are you Christopher Weston? And I was like, yep. <laughs> and so they let me on the plane. But by this time, I am like sweating bullets. I have been by a pool all day. I did not shower before I left. And so the last seat I get in was um, actually, the, the, was a window seat in the emergency room. So I wasn't mad about that. The emergency room? The emergency <laughs> exit, not the emergency room. So I wasn't mad about that. But now I'm huffing and puffing and I'm sweating buckets and I'm seated next to this very well put together older Texas lady with white hair, perfectly coiffed, with a book on her lap open that says the truth about Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> Yikes. 
so I pulled out my Kindle. On, this is TN. No, no, no. So I okay. pulled out my Kindle and I turned on an episode of Queer Eye for this, uh, just Queer Eye. And uh, it was a, it was a show about uh, this trans girl who is doing body building and lifting. And she just looked at it like with this <laughs> side eye the entire time. So I thought I did my part. <laughs> Yeah, no, good job. But who numbers a terminal like that? And Southwest, why did you say it was 45 minutes late when it was perfectly on time? So neither of those are my fault. I will defer Agree to the with fact me. Yes, that thank your you. phone probably updated you and there are it maps in that terminal. It did that... not. It did not. It okay, said, okay. I, I even okay. screen grabbed it. It was uh -huh. still said 45 minutes late. I screen grabbed it and sent it to you. And the map part? Well, then, so <laughs> anyway, who puts so, the terminals in order? <laughs> so who put what? Excuse me. Well, no, usually it's oh even numbers one okay. side, odd numbers. We the had other a side. lovely time. We're we're back. We're only at day one from the adventures this time around. We're going to be gone in a few more weeks. So we're hitting the ground running. We're getting everything ready. We're doing our damn just to be prepared. Um, but I had a really nice time in Austin. Like I didn't get to enjoy smoke out, but I Austin itself was a nice kind of downtime because I ended up staying an extra day. I got to hang out with some friends. Um, but I think the most important kind of eye-opening part to it all was just like living in San Francisco. We live in this lovely little bubble. And when I say little, I mean it's very big. It's a big bubble. It's but a yes. big bubble. Yeah. And... When we were in Austin, like this weekend that they had was all around this title. It was all around the fun. There were dances. There were like, there was, you know, sex parties. There were parts of this like really cool little hangar that they, they rented out that had again, merch, a stage, bar. Like it was just really well run for its first time round. And it was such a nice community there. And I'm going to say this word probably a million times as I did during the keynote, but like everyone was just so grateful that we were there. They were happy to see us. They were all very kind. And they just like over and over again, people were just like, well, here in Austin, you know, we don't really have these things. I came all the way from this city out in the middle of Texas. Like I came from Lubbock. I came from Dallas. And I came. From I love hearing those stories because um, it, it really makes you feel, you know, we sit here at a table in a room talking to the empty air we don't realize who we're talking to or who name. we're reaching sometimes i'm sorry i said i have a name well i mean <laughs> i talk to you all the time but <laughs> so it's a really nice when you hear how you impact other people's lives and especially as we leave our bubble and go to other parts of the country um and i'm really i'm always um surprised by the people that are too scared to come up and talk to us because they they think we're too big. I'm like, ah, that's, that's literally why we're here. <laughs> Come talk to us. <laughs> otherwise, I have to talk to the puppy. <laughs> so, what do you mean otherwise? I mean, you, I get to talk to the puppy. Yeah, good save. Yeah. And my... my so, uh, of course, judging a contest is a lot of responsibility. And I love doing it. By the way, who won? I could not find this anywhere online. Uh, Jay and Pup okay. Puck. And Pup Puck. You okay. literally posted a photo with the winner. <laughs> Yeah, you, no, I'm saying it took me forever to find the winner, and I never saw Pup Puck. I don't know anywhere. if they had social media. I forget if they did. Okay. Um, but it's really interesting. Like, and I just want to say, like, if you ever run for a contest, uh, if you're watching this, you get to see me wave my hands at you. If you ever run for a contest, 
please be conscious of what you do. And this is not like shade by any means to the contestants because all of them what were really, do? really lovely. No, 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 no. It wasn't more, it wasn't really a thing that they, well, they, they all did wonderfully for first and mm -hmm. foremost. Mm -hmm. um, and every contest is run a little bit differently depending on like what happens on the stage versus what happens in the interview. But I'm always surprised at the fact that people are surprised when the judges ask them about the stuff specifically on their application. Like, as judges, well, because this is when our first they, time. Because when they did the application, it was weeks ago, so they've probably forgotten what they put on So you it. need to, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, the, that's the tip I'm going to give people, just a I, tip. I, I'm just explaining. Yeah, yeah, no, I agreed. So. Um, if you're ever going to run for a contest, make sure you know what's on that application. No, like, highlight the buzzword so you remember it. Print out a copy before you go in there. Because, like, it was just my favorite part was, like, most of the contestants, and again, no shade, you guys did amazing, <laughs> but some of you looked really surprised when we started asking you about, like, oh, so you're part of this club. Tell us about it. And, and or, it looks like you've been in the community for this many years, which we're reading right off of your application. Tell us why you're running for the contest. Like, we, we glean just minor bits of information. And as a judge, it's very much like RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, the, 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 the guest judge there, they have got nothing but what they see on the stage. They don't know what happened in episode two. I don't know what happened at the sex party last night. I wish I had been there, but I can't be there because I can't fraternize with the contestants. All that to say. Which, which judge are you? Are you RuPaul or Kirsten? I'm actually a really nice. I'm a really nice judge. Oh wait. Okay. So here's. Do you here's, ever get bitchy? Here's my. Okay. So, we are about to start doing the judging of the interviews, which is a huge part of a contest. It's the only part that the the people attending the contest don't ever get to see. And I don't know any contests that record it or release that. So it's a very intimate environment where one person is being pretty much interrogated for lack of a better term, by all the judges. And sometimes you get 15 to 30 minutes. Every judge asks one or two questions. So, like, it's stressful. And I'm reading all the applications beforehand. And then, and this is no shade to the contest organizers either, but it was very bad timing. One of them comes up mid-about to start a, uh, the interviews, and it's like, hey, so the, the, the keynote missed their flight. They're no longer able to make it. They're <laughs> not going to be here have you ever given a keynote? And I was like, uh, and they're like, well, we asked Christopher, but he said he can't vouch oh, yeah. for you. No, I have to tell you the backstory <laughs> on this. No, the backstory on this, because you were in the middle of judging. So they came up to me in the booth. So I was I was selling t-shirts at the, our booth and <laughs> the coordinator comes up to me and is like, oh my God, <laughs> our keynote speaker bailed on us. Uh, do you want to give it? <laughs> and, oh, and, I would love to see And they were very out. Tom Sawyering it to, to me like, oh, this will be so fun for you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what time is it? And they're like six-ish. And I'm like, oh, I'm a, damn, I'm on a plane at five. But you know what? You should ask the puppy. I bet he would love to do it. <laughs> I'll remember this. <laughs> anyway, so of course, and then and then I they're like texting me right as the judging's about to start, and I'm just like they want a title for the keynote, they want a synopsis, and I'm like, oh my god, I've had all the five minutes. No, again, this is this they're they're doing their damn no, no, to get no, the I contest know. done too, right? But they're like, okay, what is it going to be called? What do you want it to be? They're no, I'm just saying, titles. oh my god, that's so much. How did you pull it together? So what I did, <laughs> it got to my time. It, I was interviewing a lovely puppy, and I I immediately my question, you know, I've got my notes in front of him for this contestant. We have a whole booklet where I highlight things. And I say, as a title holder, let's say you win this contest. 
Now, you're going to be traveling to other things. You're going to be going to a bunch of events. You're going to be on stages. You're going to be, you know, representing your colors as the insert title puppy. Um, what happens when they ask you to get on stage and give a speech? What is the what is the keynote that you're about to give on stage? What's the topic? What do you wait? Gonna... So you, did you <laughs> did you steal their speech? No. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were cheating. It's like no, no, okay, no. Give me the keynote speech. <laughs> no, but I did turn lemons into lemonade, and I, I asked the contestants respectfully. If they had to give a speech last minute, what would it be on? <laughs> and I will say I didn't steal any of their ideas, but I did absolutely use that for part of my speech just to give some humor. Oh, good. Make them laugh, Cute. you know? Yeah, yeah. Make them laugh. That's, that's, that's clever. I, I try. Yeah, yeah. And then the other part of my speech, I literally asked Twitter, if you had to give a keynote, what would it? What would you do it on? So I kind of incorporated the, the question bit plus asking the internet what they would give a keynote on because I'm an internet person. And some of the answers are really funny. There was like, someone's like, I said one word and someone said me and I laughed. Um, another person said uh, locks. Do you like, get it? Like locks, like on the bagel? It's a keynote. What's a keynote? A keynote speech. So what's but key? Oh, oh, I, I, I'm thinking salmon. <laughs> what like, what? Oh, I wish someone had said salmon. So after a few zingers of really funny <laughs> titles that people gave, then we started talking about, and I say we, but it was a, it was, I mean, I had to I had to fill 15 minutes for a keynote. Jeez, and I, did I don't know how to do it. On so the, the dot, the other 15 thing, minutes. The second they asked me to do it, the first thing that went in my head is, I, no, I I hate being alone on a stage rocking a mic. You rock a mic way better than I, oh, I do. I'm a good sidekick to you. I can I can I can be the funny one. You just you you <laughs> give the bulk of the information. <laughs> I can be the funny one too. I Thank know you very I much. know you try. It's good. Um, <laughs> Okay, next keynote we're offered. Daddy's giving it. I am it. not doing Daddy's it. Daddy's giving nope. it. No, no, no. I got I have to catch the blame. Sorry. Um Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then then turned it into just a, a speech about community, which is really important right now. Now, this is right off the back of a week last week, of course, all the the don't say gays, the Florida, the Texas, Iowa even passing these anti-trans bills. We've we are now seeing people because of certain news corporations that are disgusting mm -hmm. calling the gay community groomers and using very in, 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 intentionally using queer I, and trans colors in all of their imagery. I half wondered if like there would be some kind of Republican backlash to the kink event that we were going to just going to Texas. We're leaving our bubble. I, you, we hear, hear all the stories. I was very kind of half expecting that to happen i'm 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 not I, i'm i'm right there with you yeah. and with everyone kind of with that tone of like we never get this we never get to be ourselves right like that was very prevalent in our just our interactions and conversations and so i made that about a part of the conversation as well they're, they're in a very repressive state they are i mean and yeah. so so we started so we started talking about that and i was just like community starts with many pillars one of which is you know helping each other the other of which is pride and kind of debunking and talking about what pride even means with with the whole caveat of like right now we're going through this process of our own community using the terminology that republicans and conservatives use for us against us and i say this having just had a, a morning where this very popular gay youtuber got like fully demonetized another youtuber got an age restriction on a video that was literally called dear conservatives gay people exist it was age restricted really yeah 
And so I was I was brought into these conversations because people tagged me because of our lawsuit, which is still going just fine. It's getting bad. But within two seconds, within two seconds in that conversation, in multiple threads, I was included in multiple tweets saying I was a groomer. I was a included groomer. a groomer. I was a pedophile. You're a puppy. Stop it. Puppies can't be puppy, groomers. Well, we're not going to talk about puppy groomers. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> Jokes aside. But people so quickly, very Said Republican. Said you were a pedophile? Yes. A pedophile and a groomer for, for talking about and being what? a what? gay person on YouTube that talks about that sex you a education. Pedophile? So this conversation is important mm. Because within seconds, it goes from a conversation of really bad algorithms that are demonetizing just the terms LGBT to immediately saying, well, that's because you're a pedophile groomer who's teaching kids how to have sex. We're really not. No, but the point being, (laughs) I was talking about a a lawsuit that had to do with algorithms. And immediately someone pops in, not just one person, multiple, saying, well, maybe you should stop talking about three-year-olds and sex. And it's it's the it's the it's the quickness at which these people jump to a conclusion mm. that is just so disgusting. And immediately I go back, hey, that's not even the topic of con- communication. You have to literally say that a video is made for kids or not whenever you upload. Mm. And they immediately go, yeah, that's what a pedophile would say. And they're trying to get a, ra- a rise out of me. But like I'm, I I leave it at that. I give them my my critical thinking. I give them my my matter of fact point. That's not even you know. We're not talking about well, kids in this conversation, but the Republicans immediately bring kids into the conversation. It's it, it's funny how they're doing this again, because 20 years ago, this is not a new tactic. They try to equate being gay as being a pedophile. Um, yeah. And it's just merely because of the same sex. Just thinking about sex. <laughs> you're, you're forcing Republicans to think about sex. And so they immediately go to think of the children, um, even though they have sex themselves. Um, that's why they have children. <laughs> so, but, but that's just, it is like just today, all of the news outlets I was following reported on some guy shouting at two gay dads with their children that were on a train during spring break going somewhere and yelling at them on a train that they were pedophiles and whispering to the kid, apparently before he even yelled at the family, that the dad stole him from his original family and that his dad his dads were pedophiles that's, and then started screaming that's so sad it is so yeah, sad you know and, and and like pete Buttigieg is putting their life out there publicly which i give him props for um trying to normalize a loving household um and the flack he must get back is insane what what's really kind of wild to me is that after the fact according to the news outlet that talked to this dad um a bunch of people came up on the train and was like apologizing to him checking if he was okay where the fuck were all of you when he was getting yelled at by someone who could have easily attacked him and his children yeah people are usually silent during those things because they it's like arguing with the drunk sometimes you don't want to engage because it will escalate it will get bad and escalate they're never going they're never going to hear your point of view. Yes, they should have defended, but it could have made the situation worse. Even backing up though, somebody who clearly has frightened children 
is just kind of the the moral thing to do. And it, it all culminates in that last week when all of these grooming accusations towards the queer community were happening, my inbox was also flooded with people tagging me about kink at pride. Because mm. now we also have our own community out here yelling about, oh, well, are you happy now, kinksters? Now we're all groomers. This As has if, been an argument going on for 20 years. I know. And <laughs> we, have, we have so many people talking about kink when we first started getting into the pride parades and being tactful and being respectful we have a history within books as well that says how we've always been very cautious and careful and we continue to be so mm -hmm. we continue to follow the rules but when we do not stand up for each other when we start letting florida say you know pass the don't say gay bill when we start having texas which we were just in allowing for this like this gender dysphoria treatment is what they're calling it, where they equal any child allowed to live with their identity that they've told their parents. Now, apparently, the parents can just be treated as abusing their child. Yeah, as child abuse. And I believe Iowa, if I read if I read the news right, literally went out of their way to pass a law to just keep one transgender sport like child, child that wanted sports. to play sports. They passed an entire law just to attack and bully one child. So I, I, I'm kind of excited in that you are getting political. Don't get excited that I'm upset. I, I, no, because I, I've been upset for years and I keep talking about these issues. And you, but but I'm, I'm loving that the politics has gotten so bad now that we are forced to talk about it, this. It, it didn't used to be. Yeah, there was the idiots online that don't mm -hmm. have critical thinking, mm -hmm. that don't have conversations and just yell at you. But now it's our own community that's going out of its way to call each other groomers and pedophiles and it's really disheartening because yeah. the second that they're done coming after and yeah. attacking children they're going to start attacking the adults mm -hmm. they're going to start attacking the gays and the bi oh and they're the, coming for the gays they, as soon as they're they not going to the stop abortion pass through it's coming for the gays next and while my keynote started out funny and happy and ha 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 it quickly turned to the talking point of we can't attack our own community because the second mm. we do that, we don't have anyone don't to fall back your allies. on. No, because they they come for the, it was it's like the quote from the Holocaust. They came for you know the trans and gay, and I didn't say anything because they weren't coming for me. And then they came for the socialists, and they didn't say anything because I wasn't a socialist. And then they came for me and my family, and I couldn't speak for anyone because there was no one there to help me out. You know, and it's scary because it's not far from that. And here we are telling trans people that they're not valid when we wouldn't have pride without trans, bi, lesbian, gay, queer, sex worker. Like all these people made it possible. But the second that they need help, when the Fire Nation attacks, we we do nothing. And I, I remember ending it much on, on a better note, but like <laughs> I, was right, I was I was kind of waiting for that. More like, so because I I love it when you get fired up politically. <laughs> I think I think what I ended up ending it with because it was the evolution of community. I think uh, is what it was, or something along those lines. Gotcha. Um, I also had the audience go ah whenever I said the word community because it was fun and kept them engaged. Like Pee Wee Herman, correct? Uh, and it worked too until I accidentally said community near the end where it wasn't totally acceptable for the whole audience to go ah. Um, but wait, 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 wait! Why wasn't it acceptable? Because <laughs> it was very, it was very heartfelt. There was a person crying. Oh, it was a very good keynote, I guess. I'm so just saying. You, you scared the crying. I person. didn't mean to. I didn't mean to make them cry. <laughs> but I was, I was just trying to like make it relatable because yeah, uh, 
that's the good way to get people invested. But talk about how without the community, we don't have a space to do any of the stuff that we're doing here. Without the community, we don't have a place on YouTube to make content if there's no audience. Without the community, we don't have these even small contests that get together and we don't grow from there. And everyone there, depending on your background, was just there to have a good time, have some sexy fun, get some cute shit, and just socialize. No one there was being rude or misogynistic or like flagrant with any of their terminology or how they were acting. And this just goes to show that old adage that everything happens for a reason because I guarantee your keynote speaker speech was better than the original that was planned. <laughs> oh, you, oh, sorry. So you, you mean you mean the person who couldn't make yes. it? Oh, got it. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I didn't plan it though. No, no, no. I, I, uh, yeah. I, so I'm very good under I pressure. Th- Let me just. Out. I will have you know. Um, but I, I just want to end that story, that tea, but also like part of the the topic of today, which is just like the importance of community. And why we do these things and why we have the fun, sexy weekends that we do. Mm -hmm. It's not just because of the sex. It's because we are passing down the history. We are passing down our knowledge. And if we don't see that happening and we don't learn from it, we're going to start treating each other like garbage. And this is who we are. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make us ashamed of it and push us underground and snuff us out, basically. Um, And we can't let them do that. So now's the time where you pull that stick out of your ass if you're against kinks at Pride. Or if you're politely, if you have the bandwidth to educate the the queer kids that might be in your life and make sure that they, they know what Stonewall was. They know that you know, it was started by uh, people of color, by lesbians, by trans women of color, by sex workers, by kinksters, by leather people. And we would not exist without the dykes as well. And the bi. Like, everyone is there. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you because you kept going bye, bye, bye. I was waiting bye, for you bye, to bye, say bye. the bisexuals. <laughs> Sorry. Why well, the bisexuals. Uh, LGBTQ <laughs> plus. Um, and I, I say that because I don't want to make I don't want to make anyone feel like they were left out. No, I'm just I'm on a rant here. Welcome to our podcast. But I also want to say that like people are like, well, we don't need all these pronouns on asexual. Who cares if someone uses a, a term that's newer to identify? We didn't have all those words back in the day. We didn't have all those identities, but those people existed. They just didn't have the terminology to explain their their romantic or sexual interests and relationships, like. You know what I mean? Because like asexual, what what are some other terminologies kind of newer that you might not be familiar with? Demisexual. Demisexual, sure. Like the ace spectrum specifically because it was asexuality, uh, International Asexuality Day last week. Did you know that? I did not. I know. I didn't get a happy International Asexuality Day (laughs) tweet. I didn't. No. Wait, are you asexual now? Demi is on the ace uh, spectrum. Okay. Yeah. So you're on the spectrum? Stop. I know you think that's funny, but it's not. Is LGBTQ plus our premium channel? Stop it. <laughs> You're terrible. I've got a ton of dad jokes. No, that's that. <sighs> anyway, all that to say that it was a really eye-opening, impactful trip. And I'm really looking forward to the next couple trips coming up because we'll get to see even more people. Hopefully spread the word. Oh, wait, there was one more point to pride. Oh. My, probably the Wait, most ironic pride? yeah to pride and kind of the weekend and community oh, yeah. um and the whole don't say gay shit that's happening right now mm-hmm. which is 
a tweet that came across my timeline today of a 17-year-old student mm-hmm. giving us a, a, a presentation on uh, Stonewall in their history class. It seemed like a, a PowerPoint that they put together, that it was like part of a project. Okay. It turned into this conservative, uh, pretty much hate mob that then went after the 17-year-old talking about how he shouldn't be talking about. How, how did they see it? It was on Twitter. The, per- the, the, the teenager posted on Twitter being like, I'm so like, this was my presentation. Okay. And of course, the conservative mob went after this this kid, this child. No offense to them. They're 17. Um, and it was the irony of it all that this 17-year-old was teaching a class of kids about Stonewall, about an event that was literally about conservatives bullying queer people for just existing, mm-hmm. turned into the conservatives bullying a child who's queer for just existing and trying to educate on a on a, on a history event. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying I to know. change our history. This is why they don't want critical race theory. This is why they don't. This is why they're banning books and burning books, which is the beginning. They banned uh, a book called "Being a Unicorn Is Okay." It was a children's <laughs> book about unicorns. How <laughs> how they scared are they? Well, in all fairness, uni- unicorns are scary. Okay, don't so. you do, don't start using their talking points. Don't you dare. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You guys, but they try. Us. But this is the beginning of the end for them as well, because it never works out. The more you try to oh. suppress people, the more there's more of us than them. We just Damn. have to stand up and stand our ground and say, no, this is not right. You know who runs the world? Puppies! No. Oh. Queer people. Yeah, we the do. LGBTQ really do. community might not be in charge of everything, but you don't have fashion without us. You do not have <laughs> pop culture. You don't you have do not good have hair drag. without us. You don't have flowers. <laughs> it, it's, it, and I think one of my favorite shirts from traveling was like, don't be the white lady that steals from the gays who stole from the black people who like it, it, it like we all this culture which again arguably comes from the, 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 the black I, I, community. I think as a white woman pretending to gay, be a gay man pretending to be a black woman yeah <laughs> so thank you first and foremost to our our queer black community as well but i'm just saying like the queer community does so much in our world that if you got rid of us and I'm not. I'm not hoping for that at, at whatsoever. But we have so much power, we have so much influence. We aren't going anywhere, and they're afraid. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we're watching out for each other. Okay, that's that's the moral and, of and today's you know story. What it is truthfully what they're a little jealous. Oh, absolutely! Look we, at us. We have a lot Look at of us. fun, and we're fabulous. We are. They're a little jealous, and and that's sad for them. It is sad for them, but. But they shouldn't take it on us. I uh, I agree. I just I can't get over the fact that we're the ones that are trying to indoctrinate children nah. when we, we we are never bringing the children into the conversation. Like we're not the ones selling literal silicone balls that we put on the backs of our trucks or the backs of our our, our bikes. I found balls that you put on the back of your Crocs today. Some North Carolina company monetizes on selling silicone balls that you put on the back of your crocs truck nuts for your crocs i hate Croc it nuts again north carolina <laughs> that's nuts. the san francisco gays are not making balls for the backs of your crocs okay okay oh we could put them on heels honestly queens can put them on the i'd back be of okay heels. with that i would be okay with that with the little balls hanging yeah. between the heel and the yeah, and yeah. like the, the the base but did you have a good weekend beyond that i had an amazing weekend i i love smoke out and i love I just love getting together with um, these guys 
and just chilling and there's no agenda. Um, that it must is, be nice. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. Um, you know how much downtime I had? None. <laughs> I know because I got there. Oh, do you want to hear my schedule? I already we we've already gone over your schedule. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Fine. Not not to not to. Do you do you want not want to know when the first time I ate was when I got to Austin? <laughs> well, that was the one thing about this this one event. A food truck would have gone a long way. <laughs> there was no food, and there was no food at the hotel. Okay, okay, okay. we loved the event. Grumpy Daddy, I, have you ever seen me without food? Many times, many times, many times. So Austin Kink Weekend, y'all. Thank you very food much for truck. having us. <laughs> Thank you very much for having us. I had a lovely time. Congratulations to Jay and P- Puck, who were the winners. I also like that their vendor area was outside under a tent. It was really nice just to be outside. Usually at these yeah. conventions, you're inside a convention hall and you never see the light of day. So I, there was I, almost too much light, I would say. No. Yeah, there was too much light. No, and thank good. you all for coming and saying hello, for buying our stuff. We're, we're out of some of the shirts that we brought already in stocks, yeah. and that worries me because we're about to go. Where, where, where are we about to go, Daddy? Tell okay, people. so the next one we're doing is Cleveland Claw. Which stands for? What does Claw uh, stand for? Cleveland Leather Alliance Weekend. Is it Alliance? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because I think it's awareness? No. No? It's Alliance? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um... And so we'll be there. We'll be at the Mr. S leather booth. If you want to come say hi to us, if you are in town, that'd be lovely. And we have limited shirts. If you're coming to grab a shirt, for, um, I'm just warning you now. <laughs> limited. We did a huge print. Yeah. Limited. Yeah. Um, and then straight from Claw, we are flying Gilly to forward. Amster, Amsterdam. Uh, we're spending a couple days there to decompress with some friends, and then we're going to Antwerp for Darklands. So if you are in Europe, this is a good chance to meet us. Isn't IML before that one? No. Oh, is IML after that? IML okay. a month away. I don't even know. What IML I'm is from. the end of May. Okay. You, I'm the one there, who does the planning IML. and logistics of our family, but. <laughs> and I'm the one that makes sure the content goes. You're up the, you're the funny the one. The shirts. Get, oh, I thought I wasn't the funny one. Make up your mind here. I Who's got the zinger? Throwing you a bone, puppy. And I'm controlling the soundboard. Anyway, um, and then after that is IML, which is International Mr. Leather. I'm excited to go back. To IML? Yeah, because oh, yeah. the last time I was there, I was competing. You were competing. And that was years ago at oh this point. Oh my God, that seems so long right? ago. Right? Was I, that two or three years ago? I think it would be two and a half years at this point. Wow. I think. I think. Was it was a long time IML. ago. Yeah. It was a long time okay. ago. So, yes. So, we are in event season and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing people. I'm looking forward to see how the culture has changed. Um, and actually, that reminds me of like I was asked, I was asked, I was asked to be in this interview after the fact for a local paper that was doing like a piece on the thing in Austin. You're saying, yeah. Okay. And they said the, there was one question that really stuck out for me because they're asking a bunch of questions about the, the keynote, and they were like, "Well, you talked about pillars in our community, blah blah blah. What is like the most?" important thing that you saw shift in the community ah during and or after or because of covid and i think i i said something along the lines of like resilience because even during covid you and i specifically mm-hmm. we were still involved in skypes and zooms and mm-hmm. contests that way and sex parties that happened via zoom and dance parties and you know, there was things like the, the nightlife funds that popped up in different cities 
San Francisco specifically, that raised money for all of the drag, DJs, bars that couldn't be open, mm -hmm. but wanted to throw events online electronically. So while I'm not saying I will miss any of the kind of long distance events that we had, they still happened. They adapted. I mean, the secret lives of pets we did. Yeah. Um, that was great. Um, but yes, now that things have opened up again, it is really nice to see people's smiling faces and give them a hug. I, I think people yeah. really miss human interaction. And there's a bond and a closeness that you get when you're in the same area with people. And um, just being able to give everyone a nice, friendly hug has been lovely. Agreed. Although that said, I'm still going to be wearing masks on planes, y'all. I just, it's so much easier. People don't bother you. People like they're about to take away masks mandated on planes, and no, that they, makes me they nervous. They just extended it. Oh, did month. they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was on the plane, and I, no joke, the guy next to me was like, "Ugh, can't wait for the next ten days when they finally take these away, right?" No, they, they and I looked at him, and I was like, <laughs> "I just looked at him. I just looked at him, and I think he knew." That I was very much. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He couldn't tell because of the hair. Was really. he reading a book? The truth about Doctor Fauci. No, <laughs> no, he wasn't. But he, he definitely had his mask around his chin for a good portion of the flight. And I just, I the chin bra. I don't <laughs> a beard bra, really. Yeah, I'm not trying to to shame anyone, but like, just be safe, y'all. Just be safe, please. Like, yeah. wear the mask when it seems appropriate. Don't get sick. Take your vitamins. Have your meds. Be a nice person because Texas was the people we saw and met lovely, but the, the other people that we didn't know. Oh, <laughs> the second we walked off the plane, we're still in the airport and a bunch of people just ripped their mask off and we're still in the airport. Y'all, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> they can and they do. <laughs> I know. Well, no, can you though? That's the thing is I think the, I think you the, can. You can't. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm not being the mask police. Yeah. But I am going to say that I'm excited for this next month. Y'all, we're still going to be making content. We have our, our mics to go on the road. So you'll get a little a mic bit of... to go? Yeah, we have our little mics now. We have a, we have a whole set that we can bring with us. Um, I might do some travel vlogging. I don't know. People we're, keep asking Well, we're going to go to Amsterdam. So the, I'm actually very excited about this. Amsterdam is my very favorite city I in know. the world. And you've never been. So I'm looking forward to having a couple days off with you just to walk the canals. What's that? And what's, what's smoke a, some uh, a day off? We're gonna have off. a couple day offs. What's off? off? O F F. Oh oh, uh, is that a furry community? Yeah. Like a furry f a, a fisting furry it's a fisting furry. <laughs> <laughs> Please think of the children. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus, that came back too. There was a person on my flight that said, that was literally was talking to someone, and I heard them because I was I didn't have my headphones on, and they were like, "Did you hear about the furries that are making kids have litter boxes in bathrooms? They're still." <laughs> I'm telling about you, it. that's They're the still thing. About it. You, what, what just kills me, though, is they literally they have nothing against team mascots. They're all furries. They've had them for had years. They love their sports. Not all of them are furries. Not all of them are furries. I'm sure there's a whole group of them that hate when you call them furries. That uh, I, I'm just saying, like it is ridiculous how much people just don't do research mm. into things happening in the news if they hear it and on fox they think that children are using litter boxes Ooh, what fox the is a furry frick? by the way yes <laughs> i'm surprised fox is the literally the furry network i'm surprised the furries have not <laughs> like tried let's to start that, that rumor fox no, no, the furry no. network <laughs> we are not one for rumors we are here to serve information <laughs> stories and anecdotes 
Uh, I will say, though, that it was the first time being to a sex party since after COVID. Oh, how was that? It was really fun. It was yeah. nice. Um, oh, I did well, not... you wait. Darklands is the biggest oh, I sex bet. party oh, I on bet. the planet. Um, I, I, I will end with one final story. Being, okay. Regale uh, us. Him. I forgot all of my shower shot equipment. Oh. Or no, that's not true. I brought my shower shot equipment. I brought the wrong nozzles. Did you not have a water bottle? Here's the tea. <laughs> Here's the I tea. knew you'd be resourceful. Have you ever heard of a gas station clean out? <laughs> yes, I <Okay>. have. <laughs> Ooh, what is that? It's when you take a water bottle. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I usually have a little, uh, I think it's by Boneyard or whatever. It's a little nozzle that you twist onto a water bottle. Mm-hmm. Now, I was in the middle of kind of nowhere. The hotel was not super close to the event space. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a car. So we were like Ubering and taking rides with the peeps. So there was nothing around to go and be like, oh, God, this is the wrong water bottle. I had plenty of water water bottles, but those are all different sizes than my nozzle, which is like a soda pop water bottle. So I... Are they really different? Yes, they're different sizes than some of the small like water bottles. So if you're ever in a pinch... You didn't carry your 20 adapters? My other... The adapter was missing from mine. (laughs) Again, I did not have the right equipment. (laughs) I might have been packing the night before for the trip. Yeah, no, no, no. Because there was a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to give the keynote. Ah! Let me clean out in peace. (laughs) Um, So if you're ever in a pinch, make sure that you're really good at just kind of spreading your hole, lining up the hole of the water bottle to your ass, and just squeezing with all your might. The harder you squeeze, the more forceful it totally. is. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I will say, not perfect, but then you can like reinflate it by just putting water in it, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and do it again. Works just as good as a douche if you're lucky. Be careful not to do anything that has little like, you know that when you twist off a water bottle, it has like little rippy things. Oh, I won't be doing this. Take that definitely. off. And if you're lucky, you can get a water bottle that has like a little like sippy spot, you know, like a like a little nipple to it. Yeah. If I'm not Those able to best. clean out properly, I am not doing it. So the top I'm, had I'm no good. issues. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And that's a T. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Daddy. Where can people find you? Uh, if you want to see the naughty stuff, it's at mrchristopher.com, and that's Christopher with a K. Or you can find me on Instagram at mrchristopherweston. And you can find me at PupAmp everywhere, pupamp.com. This has been What's Your Safe Word, the sex education podcast that's got a few kinks when we remember to say that at the beginning. And you can find us at What's the Safe Word, just about everywhere else. We will be doing pretty frequent episodes as we travel, so please, please, please check them out. Um, our last couple videos got age-restricted. And when I asked why, they said because of the sex, which we didn't have in them. So I'm not sure what they're talking about. Because you put it on a sex channel. Well, I know. And I'm indoctrinating them. I literally, our demographic is 18 to 32. I know. That is our. Calm down. Calm down. And you can find us everywhere at What's a Safe Word on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and podcast stuff, which apparently. We, we get ratings now on Spotify. So please oh, give us we? a rating on Spotify. Yeah, it looks oh. good for our sponsors, which thank you again, Manscaped. Um, and or a review on, on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. That's great. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. So can we take a nap for two weeks? Do we get to nap now? <laughs> you need to edit this oh, first. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> come, come say hello. Buy shit from us. Be nice. Wear your masks if it feels appropriate. And thank you for coming. Look, I have a button for this. Isn't it nice when, when you get an applause?
Was that what that sound is? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're tumbling rocks. 